Greetings, friends. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here for a brief introduction before today's very special episode. Guys, it's official. The Film Alchemists have made their way to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Guys, it is the best way to help support the show. It's also the best way to make sure that we're giving you the show exactly as you want it. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join our community, meet our awesome patrons, see some of the fun stuff we're doing over there. And as you begin to climb the tier ranking system, you can actually select movies that you want us to discuss specifically in a Film Alchemist Patreon-exclusive library. So that's been a really fun time, guys. We love having these conversations specifically for our patrons over there. So again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Alex and I appreciate every single bit of help that you guys have given us, and it is a lot. We are very fortunate to have you guys along this journey with us, so we want to thank you. And for those of you who are about to help us, thank you as well. Make sure you go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of most of our talks there, along with some other cool videos that we're thinking of doing. Uh, we got projects, we're kind of cooking up series, this and that we're working on. Uh, it's all a lot of work, but we're on our way. We're always thinking up new fun stuff for you guys. Make sure you email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Find us on all the social media you're on. We're very easy to get a hold of, and we love hearing from you guys. So go on. Go on now. Reach out. Reach out and touch faith. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Also, make sure wherever you find us, leave us a rating and review a quick five-star. A couple sentences about why you like us. Help us defeat the algorithmic Corporate overlords that try to oppress us. Dead or alive, you're listening to us, right? All right, well, now I've probably jumped the robotic shark. That's right, guys. Today, we're taking a trip back in time to the long box sessions where Alex and I cut our teeth as little baby podcasters. It was a show about comic books and pop culture, and we knew we were getting to RoboCop. That is one we had really wanted to do for a long time. And it's just one of those movies that... It feels like it shouldn't work a lot on paper, right? It feels like you know what this movie's going to be. It feels like it should be stuck in its time in the 80s, but of all of kind of my favorite 80s action movies, science fiction movies, um, you know, these kind of things, I think RoboCop has aged as well as any movie I love from this era. Every time I watch it, I find some new commentary or some wrinkle that rings very true to today, right? This isn't just a surface-level Guy gets on armor and goes and kills bad guy. Although there is a lot of that. Many myriad of bullets. Legion of bullets per victim. But at its core, this movie's really smart. This has a lot to say. I was uh, saying in another show that I was on as a guest about RoboCop once that you could almost call RoboCop Ghost in the Machine, man. That Peter Weller is the heart and soul that made this movie so much more than it really had any right to be. I mean, everyone on the team is stunning, right? The score is stunning. The effects are stunning. Everything is great about this movie, but I think that Peter Weller dynamic is what really made this thing the special uh, touchstone film that it still is for me and many other people today. So, guys, uh, before we get to Robocop, remember, we are a week away from October, guys. 31 pods in 31 days. Uh, the official schedule, if it's not out yet, it will be soon. Keep an eye on our socials, or if you're on the Discord, you'll see it there. It is going to be so much fun, guys. We have awesome movies to discuss. We had a lot of awesome friends come and help us out. We can't wait to share it with you guys. We know it's a lot, so set your notifications. Be ready to go deep in 
to the horror beast. But before that, enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Long Box Sessions. I'm your host, Alex Tandino. And I'm Josh Griffey. As always, catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're now on Spotify. Yeah. So, uh, and I think iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. We're, we're on a few more. Who the fuck uses iHeartRadio? Is that like something my mom would be like, oh my god, it's the best. I'll be honest, I have no idea who uses iHeartRadio, but hats like off long, to you if long you Long haul truckers? Yeah, probably. Like if they read it over the top, it'd just be like a ton of iHeartRadio. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but we are on Spotify, which I use frequently. So if you like Spotify, uh, we are there. Um, also, per usual, rate and review the show. What's going on, guys? Where's Where's the love? Yeah, guys, uh, it's a very simple thing, but it means the world to us. I would really appreciate it. Please, guys, rate review. Please, we grovel. Okay, pause the show right now. I'm not going to stop talking because if you pause the show, <laughs> it's not going to matter. Pause the show right now. And rate and review the show on iTunes. I don't know if you can do it on Spotify, but I think you can. Guys. Uh, all of them. Come on. Just. Come on. If you can do us a favor. Come on. Pony up some love. Come on. <laughs> Guys. Seriously. Come on. All right. <laughs> Hopefully you've paused and done that. We're going to continue with the show. Oh, no. They've already turned off. <laughs> they all have wives and girlfriends and boyfriends to admonish them. <laughs> That's true. Sorry about that, guys. You come here for fun. We're not bringing the fun yet, but here it comes. All right, uh, we are going to do another long box and chill today. However, we are uh, changing the format a little bit here. Yep. Griffey, would you like to expound upon that? The theory is still chill, not so long. Yeah. Um, I don't think, like most of you, I probably am like, oh, a three-hour movie talk along? Like, who the fuck's got time for that? Yeah. We're going to condense it. We're just going to get our little barbs, and we're going to do our little thing that you guys tune in for. Uh, we're just going to do it like a normal uh, movie talk show, man. Yeah, I think we decided Three hours that is a long... That's a long time. Like, it's sort <laughs> I mean, of... what? Yeah. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. They can ask you for three hours. Yeah, exactly. We can. There's... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had this conversation. It's sort of like uh, going to see, you know, Benjamin Button. There's a bunch of movies that came out. That, uh, you know, Blade Runner 2049. No one's, like got, no a, one's got three hours. A quarter of Roots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like... Long ass movies that deserve time. Also, I don't think a lot of you on your morning commute are driving three hours. So hopefully we can curtail that and maybe give you a compact little episode here uh, for your morning drive. I was like, I thought we were just going to do three hours about three hour long shows. <laughs> That's actually what this show is. This is the new Long Box and Chill. We're going to do probably 50 minutes about three, three, hour, three hour long yeah. episodes. Um, no, we're not. Having said that, the movie we have chosen this time, Griffey, is one of his favorites, by the way. This you, is truly like one of my favorites. You should intro for sure. Um, this week, we're doing RoboCop. So, again, I'm sure most of you have seen RoboCop if you listen to this show. Um, if you haven't, I found it on Hulu. Uh, go watch RoboCop. Do yourself a fucking It's favorite. on Hulu. I believe it's on YouTube TV as well. Um, which oh, I, yeah. Hit our hip millennial demographic. Uh, my, as, you know what's weird? My parents have YouTube TV. What the fuck? And I'm like, your wow. parents are very hip, though. They're not that hip. My mom still has to ask me how. My mom had to ask me how emojis work. So like, they're kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. but uh, so this is, it's essentially a tale. It's a police tale. It's kind of like Frankenstein, 
mixed with policing mm. in uh, futuristic... 1980s, shot made in this 1987. This is not post-apocalyptic. That's a weird thing, but a Detroit that has seen better days. Let's put it that way. Um, so it's got also... It's very much as the ivory towers grow, how far can humanity fall? That yes. could have been on the poster, I think. Very much. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you know, a police officer who in the line of duty, taken down uh, by villainous scum, brought back better by technology, uh, strengthened as a cyborg police officer. Right. Um, so right away, you're like, that movie's going to kick ass. Of course. I remember seeing this movie for the first time. I don't know when this came out. Um, 80, 1987. Yeah, so I'm sure I didn't see it right there. I would have been three. Right. <laughs> but I had a really uh, terrible father at times as far as, like, you know, guiding Content. You, you shouldn't watch this. Um, and, yeah, I, I think I saw this movie by the time I was five or six. And when you watch it the first time, all that you remember is, like, did they just annihilate the Toxic Avenger with the car? Like, yeah. I remember thinking that vividly. That actually is the only thing <laughs> I think of. When I think of that, when I thought of this movie, because I also saw this when I was young, my parents, well, being, my parents did not filter out much shit. Like, when mm. I saw, when I, I watched whatever my dad watched, and he watched this movie, and that is literally the only guiding influence I had going into teen, my teenage years, my double-digit years, was... Is that the movie where the guy exploded on the car? Yeah. That is literally the only thing I remember is the and him like going, crazy. And I was like, is that can that happen with toxic waste? Can it melt you and turn you into nothing? Yeah, no, my dad uh, was super into any action. So like every 80s action anything. Right. Like for sure I saw that when I was like in the like four to eight years old range. Like Definitely. for sure. Um this one, insanely more violent mm. than almost any movie I should have oh, been watching sure. at that age. Like the, the amount of violence in this movie, staggering. But it's great. It's amazing. Um, okay, wh how do you want to start this? You want to just do takeaways? Do you want to? I would start this by saying <laughs> the thing that you always should take away from a RoboCop movie, and this goes for all of them at this point. Exceptionally violent. This is a Paul Verhoeven masterpiece. Like yeah. He's the guy who did Starship Troopers, if you're a huge fan of that movie, as I am. But it sort of has the same vibe. Like, this movie a lot, you know, when you get older and you watch it again, this movie has a lot to do with the military-industrial complex and corporate greed and obviously, like, the general need for more police officers in Detroit, which we found out is definitely the case. How about this? How about they get one cop who knows how to be a cop? Yeah. What this, the okay, fuck? This is something I took away from the movie this time. Uh, maybe the worst policing oh. of all time. So, his, so I'm just uh, going to take you right to an example, right? Here's like a, a, a brief example of bad police. Is this going to be about his partner, who is the worst police in no. the force? I did wonder, though. We're, like, we're going to get there, by the way. We're going to get to his, his partner. partner get put together because they have the exact same haircut. And I was like, <laughs> that I like. If all police officers like looked alike... I think that's fucking cool. It's tricky, right? They do have the same so like, then you could blonde, do, like, tufted the, yeah, hair. You could do the old, like, I'm over here. And the bad guys turn, they're like, no, I'm over here. You know, and they're like, oh, he's super. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could get into shenanigans of policing. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? They probably would have saved Alex Murphy for sure. <laughs> Here's an example of bad policing, right? And Murphy lays it out for us, right? He's spinning his gun just in public. Yeah. Like in an eatery just where people are buying with... hot dogs. <laughs> he's just spinning his gun. Like that, that couldn't accidentally shoot and kill a civilian. 
<laughs> Although, as they tell us, Detroit right now is not in a good way. Like, no, no. one seems shocked. Yeah, that's like the crazy thing is basically the re- – but that's the whole reason that Omnicorp is, shows up is that it's fucking – like, Detroit is the worst. Detroit right. is basically Detroit as it's been since I can even remember. That's true. But not even criminals want to live in Detroit yeah. now. That's the difference. Yeah. But here, here's the, so here's the thing, right? So he's spinning a gun. And he's telling his partner, right? She's like, why do you twirl your gun like that? Right. And I'm like, okay, police officer who during a routine bust just decides to fucking break out karate moves. Yeah. But you don't on. karate fight perps in the lobby of the police station. Like, it's just not how policing should work in my estimation. Because, <laughs> yeah, she karate chops this guy and was like doing mad karate to this perp. And Murphy's just like, neat. <laughs> so then they're in an eater he's spinning guns around he's like my kid loves tj laser right right and he thinks every good guy should love tj laser he's like he thinks i should be able to do it and at what's her name his partner alex no that's that's no alex is <laughs> robocop alex murphy right i think his partner's partner named diana i can't remember i don't know she sucked just <laughs> <laughs> she's sorry. not a good police officer i'm sorry i have but, like a serious problem with but here, okay so here's what she says right and she yeah so Anne keeps staring at him he goes, all right, it amuses me. So what you get, right? Murphy's the soft cop from the good gig. Yeah. He's coming here to prove himself. He's very Brad Pitt from Seven, right? So then all of a sudden, he's confessed to us now. He wants to be this super cop, right? That it, it amuses him. We don't realize that's going to be the tomb he'll live in forever, yeah. right? Or is he even alive? We'll get to that later. So they get in their car, right? Uh, hey, really bad guys are in an armored car. Can you get there? They're like, we're on it. I don't know how they knew where he was, whatever. Like, they find this truck, right? Right. I guess they give a road description, or I guess that's just how police found things back in the day. That was another weird one. You're like, where's the GPS and all that shit? I don't know. There's a lot of, but- like, there's a lot of pseudo. <laughs> this is in the 80s, but in the future. There's, like, yeah, this is the near future of the 80s, which I think meant to be the 90s, which at that point they thought was, like, cyberpunk heaven. Yes. Which we found out so later on. So here's what they true. do, right? So we see that there's a gang who's committed a robbery. They're in an armored truck. Right. What's the play here? They call for backup. No nope. backup. What's the play? Let's pull up alongside of them. You lean out the window, tilt over the car with two pistols, and we'll take on this armored car full of guys with way bigger and better guns. Right. You're like, that's bad policing. So then the bad guys chuck a dead body guy at you, right? Or no, he's not dead. They just throw him, no, out, they of just throw him out of the car. He smashes your windshield, right? You slam on the brakes, drive around him, keep pursuing. You get to their lair where they'll have the jump on you. Right. Right? You're like, no backup. It's cool. We got pistols. They all had bigger, They're better very guns. very bad cops. Yeah. Like, it is but shocking. This is like a playbook of bad police. Yeah. So then they run in. What's the first thing they do? Let's separate. Separate. <laughs> Super smart. <laughs> What's Geniuses. the point of having the advantage of looking exactly alike in hairdo if you're not going to utilize it? So then what we learn is that Murphy... Takes a room, doesn't clear any corners, no yeah. rafters, whatever. Uh, allows himself to get jumped, right? He's caught. The worst part of the movie, and this is very sexist, I think. <laughs> Not holding up of the ages. What we learn with the female cop, she can't stop chewing her bubble gum when she's about to take down a perp. So she alerts the guy peeing <laughs> by popping a bubble gum, right? He turns around and he says, mind if I zip this up? She stares at him, kind of smiling. And then, unable to help herself, right? Her femininity takes over, right? Because in the 80s, that was weakness, right? Right. That's how we portrayed women as weak. Like, why are they on the force? She can't help herself, but look at the dick. And as she goes down, 
Guy takes her guns and fucking throws her off Did her she rack. really do that? Yes. Holy shit, for real? That's the opening where the black guy gets the joke. What's the black guy's name? I can't remember. He had a cool villain name. Oh. They all had like a one. Like there was Nash and they well, all had like a cool well, yeah, one. Yeah, like Nash, Emil is the guy who melts. Yes. And then I don't remember. I can't remember name. his name, right? That dude's but name. yeah, so the black guy literally says, can I zip this up? Right. And he kind of is doing this like super cool shaft voice mixed right. with like a hyena laugh the whole movie, which is a weird jarring would... thing. But she stares at him. Right. And right. doesn't even do the, you know, with the gun, like, all right, quick hands up anything. She can't help herself. She looks down at the dick gets thrown off the roof. I actually. Thought... <laughs> so right there, you're like, when Murphy gets executed, there is a huge part of me that says. You kind of asked for it. Like yeah. You were kind of asking for it. <laughs> well, this is see this is interesting. I actually didn't think he it wasn't just a high voice. I actually thought the Clarence Boddicker, who uh, is played by Red from that '70s show, yeah. who's the bad guy in the movie. I actually thought Boddicker had a very fascinating gang. Like he uh, he hired a he hired an Asian dude, which was very very progressive yeah. at the time. They were uh, checking the boxes and a gay black guy. I yeah. really think he was a gay dude for sure. Yeah, I really do. Him and Emil had some tensions, maybe. I think that, and like he came in. He did. And, Emil came after prison. He's like, "Yeah, it was good. No one popped my cherry." Yeah, I was like, "What?" There the was fuck? a lot of that. Dude, <laughs> this movie has like the like at, in 1987, the things you could get away with doing in the, in a the movie then that weren't like you literally had. There weren't like socially relevant things to say. They just are spent, horrible. They literally spent 20 minutes saying that this lady is not only a cop but a damn good one. She yeah. karate kicks the shit out of a perp. She makes Murphy confront a hard interpersonal truth. She's like, you turn those lenses inward. Yeah. And you discover that you just want to be a super cop, right? So she, like, dresses him down. She drives the car, right? She takes it back from him. I'm going to drive. Right? So they do everything to tell us that this is a superwoman cop. Yeah. And then they literally let her be defeated by Dick. <laughs> like, that's something, <laughs> that's something that can only exist can't. in the eight. Like, you could not. If you made that movie, could you imagine I need to watch it again. I seeing that movie in theaters right now? I don't remember it being a... She looks down at the dick. Right. The guy grabs the gun, punches her, and she, like, falls off the rafters. Really? They let the superwoman cop that they designed as, like, this above-board, amazing cop get defeated by a dick. Like, that could not exist nowadays. (laughs) Wow. It's a perfect snapshot into what 80s action... Because there was probably, like, a whole generation of, like, my dads, right? They were like, that's exactly how I think it would happen. This is exactly why I'm against women having police jobs. <laughs> I thought about... I know that, you know, besides Emil being the melting guy in the end of the movie, the thing that I always... Pay, the thing that always sticks with me is that scene where they just fucking annihilate Alex Murphy. Oh, my God, dude. I, like, I did not brutal. remember how bad. Like, blowing his hand off. Yeah. Then his arm. There's also this great moment where you're like, this like... Straight out of like Monty Python. It's like reminded me of the Black Knight. Yeah. When they have like six guys opening up like shotguns and everything. And I'm like, I guess they don't realize that like guns have recoil and like when you get hit by bullets, like your body would move. Murphy literally stands there with no arms. Like, ah! It lasts like a minute. Oh, it goes on. How many, how many shots does he take from those guns? And he, he doesn't gets, fall down. He gets shot. He gets shot so many times. His arm falls off. Like that was the other thing too is like Boddicker has got him like John's like nee 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 I'm like oh my god this is like fucking disgusting and then and then he shoots his hand off blows that yeah. arm off and then just 
Yeah, they massacre him, and then he's still alive. And at the end, that's the thing. No one is like, I'll go for a headshot. No. None of the shotgun sprays accidentally graze him, and then they're like, you know what? Now I'll hit him in the head. Yeah. Well, Emil's like, <laughs> ah, look at that. Super Cop's still alive. And uh, Red's like, nah, fuck it, and just fucking yeah. blows him away. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. And then what's cool, and this is the thing I really liked, and this is something that uh, it's, it's just really fascinating to me, was they stuck all with POV. Like, it almost is entirely from Alex Murphy's perspective of, like, getting operated on yeah. and him dying, which is crazy. You know the one I love? It's when they're like, put on the LED, and it's like oh, all yeah. of, like, the, the grid of green lights, and it's like, <laughs> and it, like, shrinks, and I was like, yes! I was like, I hope that's how everything's made. I'm like, I'm sure if my TV had a soul like RoboCop, that's how my TV was made. That's how my iPhones. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love that shot. I love it. Because it's just... You're like, to me, that's how I, I still imagine technology. There's so like, much. As it's imagined in 80s movies. There's <laughs> like, so much awesome technology true. stuff. Like, <laughs> like he, when he's watching Bob Morton test his, uh, test his robo hand. And he's like, give it a hand. Give it a shake. And he like slowly almost yeah. crushes Bob's hand. He's like, oh, God. Also, like, you're like, scientists would never do that to no, their CEO. Absolutely not. They he's say, like, oh, it was, oh, it was Eugene over there, the trickster scientist. <laughs> <He'll>, <laughs> the guy's always got a gag. The old gag guy over there. <laughs> We keep him around for the laughs, you know? Yeah, no, yeah there's a cool... There's a cool... Uh, they kind of do the descending into madness thing with him. Yeah. I love the POVs. Like, I really love when um he goes to his house, he's having his mental breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just cool. Like, he's having this continual nightmare. Yeah. Right? Even now, he's the, like, indestructible machine of justice. He's still, like, scared of that moment, right? And I love the scene when he goes into his house. And you're like, really? The realtor didn't sweep up, like, the... Dusty yeah, ass seriously. old roses and shit. Like, what a horrible real tour bot you are. <laughs> but it was just cool, man. Like, that's all it takes, right? Like, if you watch classic Frankenstein, Universal Frankenstein, mm -hmm. right? I think there's essentially two moments in that movie. There's the little girl by the pond, right? Yeah. And I think I think that movie still has the blind guy that he meets, if I remember right. You're like, that's all it takes, yeah. right? You give us those two little things, and then just a guy who goes Rrr! becomes, you the, know, he uh, has a believable humanity crisis at that point. And, I always, and that adds to this RoboCop movie. It does. Like, I always like, like, Peter, uh, fuck, like, I can't remember his last Weller? name. Weller? Yeah, Peter Weller is so, I don't know if they modulated his voice in post, but he does that monotone so well. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Dead or alive. Dead or alive. This movie has great lines. Yeah. Great action movie His, lines. like, police officer one-liners when he's, like, when no one really knows that he's Alex Murphy yet and he's straight up RoboCop, his, like, police one-liners are so good. I forgot about the scene where he, uh, he, uh, stops the rapists and, like, shoots okay, through her that? dress. Wait, no, wait, we need to talk about the intro to RoboCop. <laughs> there are some things I love, right? So he wakes, he walks into the police station. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, can, no you, problem. can you do the robot? Do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's already just hilarious to me. This is still how we imagined robots in the 80s. Yeah. You're like, is it like that one dance? Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Okay, now I can accept Great. this as Easy. a robot police officer. So he comes in, right? So then he gets out. <laughs> he's got this super gun. He yeah, the firing targets, range where he's just destroying which by, targets. I've always thought that gun was kind of puss. No. You think? Like, for it's me, I'm like... a semi-automatic gun inside a pistol. You're like, he should be carrying around, like, the Jesse Ventura gun from Predator. Nah. Because what you learn later is there's no, like, directive one, two, three, and four. None of those are destroying property and no. endangering humans. Which, by the way, so he does point, 
constantly. Yeah, at that point, you should just be blowing them away with the biggest, most intimidating. Yeah, like, like he should just have rockets. He should look like War Machine. Everyone always bitches about. <laughs> everybody always bitches about uh, Man of Steel being like this movie about all collateral damage. Watch RoboCop. That guy destroys property and nearly kills people constantly. But here, here's the great. I love that he walks down right. The super gleaming high tech guy. He gets in the shitty POS car. <laughs> they didn't even take time to design. They did like a Ford Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> like he can't even. He can't even have like a cool robot. No, he's just in this crappy Ford Taurus. <laughs> They're just like, uh, what kind of car is he? Oh my god! This uh, seven hundred pound metal man. Well, what do we do yeah. with him? He's just, he's just. Oh, just put him in the Taurus. It's fine. <laughs> Give him the Taurus. Yeah. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just cruising. He's cruising in the shittiest car ever. It's just. It's like a like a clown yeah. in a clown car. So then what we do, right? We we stop three crimes, right? right? The law of threes. So we see Robocop do two things. First off, there's like a possible there's like a, a store robbery. Yeah, the there. robbery one. Then there's a sex offender. That one is Robocop amazing. somewhere programmed in Robocop, right? Says if you're dealing with a sex criminal, how do you respond? You shoot him in the fucking yeah. dick. Shot him in the dick. But not only that. That's the thing. He's a cyborg. Everything he does. Yeah. I know they say that's the difference between him and the Ed 209, right? Is that he has like the built-in human police brain. Right. That's part partially true. But. But on a level, there's somewhere in his code, dick shooting, totally good first response. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. <laughs> The scene, the scene alone, Holy shit. like they're like cutting her hair off. It's getting real creepy. You're like, oh, dude, this is like not cool. You don't feel bad for the rapist. For no, sure. at all. But so then he shows up and he, the guy's like got a knife to her. Like the knife he has, by the way, has like a handle. It's like a prop from Predator, basically. Yeah. But he's like, got her, like, I'll kill her. I swear to God. And he's like scanning. And then he scans into her dress. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot through her dress and pop this guy's dick off. And that's exactly what he does. Yeah, and they show it. Like, the guy who built, like, the squibs in this movie should have just gotten, like, some kind of Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award at the Oscars. So, Do they have squib Oscars? Like, like that effects. dick explosion thing? Yeah, the like, arm coming amazing. up? Like, this movie has glory. I actually wrote it on here. I said, blood and guts, glorious in it's this true. movie. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> and, just, and then he's like, but ah! I got to make this into a bigger point, right? So we learned that somewhere in his directives, dick shooting, dick shooting sexual offender, right off the, the bat. Way. Guy, so then this is one of my favorite shots in the movie too. Is RoboCop in his piece of shit car, slowly idling? The police have set up a perimeter, right? They're like, "This is domestic terrorism." RoboCop, oh wait, is this he, the guy at no, the city hall? Yeah. So he drives his car right through the police line in the most obvious fuck you to, like, "Oh, you're not a RoboCop? Fuck your team." It's just like the car's like slowly going through like a five k. Yeah. I was like, I love this. It's a great shot. So he gets out. He storms the building, right? So he gets the guy. Pulls him through the wall and just like classic, like every movie or show or book that's in. I'm like, God, I've always yeah, wanted awesome. to just bah, break the wall and take someone. But, but <laughs> so he takes the guy, right? <laughs> He's clearly stopped him. The guy no longer poses a threat. Robocop has, has got him. He could take the gun easily. What does he do? He gives him a Mike Tyson knockout punch through the window. <laughs> and presumably the guy the way, is just second dead. story window. Cause not only does I think getting punched in the face from RoboCop, you would die. Yes. Secondly, you fall off and just hit these stairs. So that's the other thing. Like, oh, you uh, have armed hostages? <laughs> Prime derivatives. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. Right cross to death. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna... So this is the thing. His directives are really hardcore. But, like, 
They didn't decide to give him like rocket right. launchers and shit. But hang on. But then this is the thing. This is where you tie it all up. So the first time we see Robocop, insane violence, dick shooting, murder a guy at a convenience store, murder a guy at City Hall. They cut to the news. What's the very next thing they do? Robocop meets all the kids on the playground today. And you're like, if I'm a co- if I'm a parent, I'm like, Hunter, get away from that dick shooting robot. <laughs> like, you don't know what he thinks is a crime. Oh He's like God. the hall monitor who's just like, no pass, and shoots my kid's dick. No pass. <laughs> what parents are like, kids, go get a picture. Go get a Polaroid with the dick shooting. Well, no, do you, remember the, no, hang on, like the, the screen and screen, though, of the of RoboCop at the school, when he turns around, all the kids are like, oh, they like back off because they're afraid they're going to get shot in the dick. Yeah. Like, that is literally the scene. You're like, so kids are scared, but you're still going to bring him to a school filled with yeah. children. That might commit a crime. The other thing accident. I love about the movie, this is the big get of the movie, right? Is that I have to believe for the rest of the movie that every like scumbag in Detroit's like, wait, there's a dick shooting robot out there? I'll still commit crimes. No, <laughs> no way. Not a like, chance. If you told me there's a robot that might kill me, you're like, all right, he might not find me, whatever. Right. You're like, oh, he just, I mean, he just shoots your dick off. I'd be like, nope, I'm going straight. All right. Can I get a Walmart application? <laughs> I do I do want to talk about the, the city hall scene. <laughs> That guy's demands might be some of the greatest demands of all time. Oh, of so any, good. like it's like I want a, I want a car. I want a runoff election. The six six thousand. Uh, yeah. By the way, the six thousand that they all get is like an IROC Z. Like yeah. the car budget for this movie must have just been ridiculously low. But his list of demands is like I want a runoff election, and even if I lose, I, I win anyways. I'm like yeah. So. Like, there was like food. Oh, he asked for he asked for fresh coffee. That yeah. was that was my favorite. He's like, we need some fresh coffee. We're up all here. we're all creatures of habit. <laughs> like I get what I love this this. I'm killing people, this... but I, I still need a cup of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard holding this gun. <laughs> my adrenaline's wearing out. <laughs> no, but this this movie takes on the mutated American dream. Yeah, as well as any movie I think I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. This is the weird. I was like, who does this movie hate, right? Because obviously, the guy in City Hall, like, even if I lose, I want to win. I just want my cushy job. Right. All right, so you hate your local government. They seemingly aren't insanely fond of cops, right? No. Because, like, there's a big deal, the citizens, about the cops striking. You're like, yeah, the cops strike. Of course the cops should fucking strike. They're getting offed all the time. Hell yeah. It's like, I like the police chief, the noble, like, awesome police chief. We're cops. That's not what we do. But you're like, that's what I do. I mean, Granted, I'm not like noble and heroic, so I would never be a cop. Right. But so it seems like they have this despise for all of that. Right. Then they despise the criminal class. Right. Because things get bad. They're just destroying everything. But then they hate OCP. Right. They're the ones who buy the police and seemingly I mean, are going to like make things better. Then we find out it's all just a ruse because it well, you have to debate that in the end. Like was all of OCPN or whatever, right? But well, you're like, so anyways, they're buying the police to essentially be a personal right. police force. Like, the police under OCP with the Eds is a lot scarier than what ends up in this movie. Oh, for sure. There's even a great news cutaway where they're like, a Star Wars laser program misfired. Two former presidents murdered in Santa Barbara. And I'm like, so they hate all the government. They hate corporations. They hate the little man. You're like, I don't know who this movie... Well, the movie like, is who, like... Who are the champions? Who are the victims it's weird. Well, but the whole thing is like so. It's a super anti. It's fascism, like really, like. And when you think about it too, like a lot of Paul Verhoeven's movies, particularly this one, and I'd say, and Starship Troopers, which is like supposed to be like a big satire of fascism. Yeah. But his big thing is like there is no reason for a military-industrial complex to have any sort of corporate intrigue, 
And that's really kind of like, because OCP at the end of the day, OCP is like the real bad guys. Like there's the moral victory Alex Murphy gets by killing Boddicker at the end of the movie. But the real... And Dick, yeah. But yeah, the real thing is killing Dick Jones. But this is the weird thing though, right? Like the media are just sycophants like, oh, Robocop. Yeah. Like everyone in the movie... Well, it's like state news almost. There, there's no one in that show or movie that seems like a good person, right? What are our real glimpses of like normal families, right? Uh, Nukem, the board game, which is fucking hilarious. Oh my right? god, that is one. Of, the yeah. the miniature commercials in TV in this movie. It's a weird thing to keep throwing in. The I'd buy it for a dollar thing is like. Oh my god, yeah, the sexist old genius. guy. I'd buy it for a dollar after he smears icings all over tits yeah. and shit. Like it's crazy. The amount but, of like subtext in the background of this. But movie that's what I mean. Like, who's the audience that would be watching that? Like, not good people. No, and that's like the show. But that's what this movie's so weird because it kind of takes on all of us like everyone who has an american dream right is a bad guy i mean like, but, that's the weirdest fucking part think, of the movie the movie comes out in the late 80s it's 1987 like corporate greed is at like probably its height but this like, is what i mean we're in the gordon gecko greed is good exactly era. like and that's this movie's like i hate and this all movie of is you. like greed <laughs> sucks like greed brought this fucking poor bastard back to life yeah and he's now just entombed in a metal shell where he has to carry out directives every day without without regard like remember when they explain like so all that's left of alex murphy by the way when they bring robocop back is for some reason his face which they keep dude that last <laughs> scene, the makeup is so good yeah. right when he's like he has the the visor yeah. off and it's yeah. just his face because i literally was like staring at my huge tv and i was like holy shit oh yeah like it that just, makeup is great it's awesome like he looks so good but then i was like why the fuck are you so cruel? <laughs> You're like, he can't go to like a bar and be no. like, hey, I'm off duty. What's up? You'd be like, ah, uh, like, uh, it's like a prop from a Yule Brenner movie. Like, wow. <laughs> My bigger question too is like, okay, so they keep his face presumably because it's the only thing that wasn't just massacred. But, but this is the other there's a huge bullet hole in his head that they like, well, right. let's let's plastic surgery that part. We'll so not only face. is that the only part that was like left enough to keep besides his arm which is that great moment where he's like ah, i want all prosthesis just chop his arm off yeah like just his humanity has no value he's right. just a piece but not only like i love the idea like let's just keep his face because why not right right but i love that the like subtext there the implication is that if you ever needed to like interface with someone that face would make you more comfortable you'd be like oh he is a person <laughs> instead like, of like, no, like who oh! is this hideous freak <laughs> Monster. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Batman chin thing. Sure, I'm cool with that. And, oh, weird, you chose the white dead cop. Yeah. Weird. But mm. also, what the fuck? Like, if he ever takes that visor off, there would be pitchforks. Oh, like, sure. we'd be chasing him to the windmill. It was that. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing I thought about, too, is, so the things they keep from him are, like, his brain, his face, and then for some reason unbeknownst to me his digestive tract like they simplify like yeah he just eats this weird protein paste now i'm like why well that's why i was like oh there must be like the organic matter must need something but then you're like his face is not attached to anything it's literally yeah. just pulled over it's like pulled over like it's it's, it's essentially like a skin toupee it's, it's like disgusting that, it's like that episode <laughs> of uh it's like that episode of Doctor Who with the the old woman who's just the, in the future. She's yeah. just the skin, the giant face. Yeah, like, you know the the fan theory is that that's Captain Jack Harkness. Really, because he's immortal. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, that's like, but that's exactly every like when or I. Or no, not that the giant head. Sorry, I'm confused. No, no, ignore no, everything um, I said. She's like an old. <laughs> she's a character that's been in the show before. Yeah, but like, if there's an Eccleston episode where she's just like big pulled skin. Yeah, like that. She has to be hydrated and moisturized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that one, but like literally, it's his face like pulled over like an exoskeleton essentially, because yeah. like they have like little pincher areas. Yeah. Like, why? It's- it's insane. It's insane. It's startling. It's terrible horrifying. marketing, by the way. Yeah. Like, you're just like, uh, did that uh, art intern finish the RoboCop designs? Yes, uh, Mr. H.H. Giger. <laughs> you're just like, he looks like every person who gets victimized yeah, in a Hellraiser there, like, movie. Who the hell's the ad wizard who thought this was a good idea? Like, Why just like that? He's at a school and he's like, yeah. hey, kids, don't do drugs. Ah! Never. <laughs> I promise. I will never stop doing heroin because I saw this. It's it's they gave the goblins away. I literally wrote that. I'm like, how fucking cruel do you have to be to be like this guy just needs a face? Is it just to remind him so in the morning when he's putting his visor on, it's like, you're not one of us. You're worse than us. <laughs> you're nothing. It's just because he's better at the job that now we have to be like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. I did write I, it's kind of weird to me that the cops hate him so much. They kind of talk about the union and like, oh, he'll replace us, but I was like, if I was a cop, I would be stoked. Which, by the way... I'd be like, wait, I get to go back to, like, the graffiti beat? Like, there's this weird thing in cop movies of cops that, like, want to keep runging up to, like, the worse and worse assignments. Yeah. I'm like, is that something that happens with real cops or just movies? Because if I see RoboCop coming in, you're like, fuck yeah, I get to go back to my paperwork. Well, that's what's funny. Like, they try to explain it away in RoboCop 2 why there are no more RoboCops at the moment. Because, like... So Frank Miller, Frank Miller was one of the co-writers for RoboCop 2, and I think he wrote three. Might have directed it. He too. wrote comics, yeah. Like, RoboCop has gone on to a big life. So, but yeah. he wrote the movie script for RoboCop 2, and you can tell because, so the rationale for them, because tr- they're trying to make more RoboCops, the rationale is, like, they're bringing, like, dead cops back to life, and all of them are, like, committing suicide because, like, I'm a monster! And, yeah. like, like, there's, like, three... There's like these demo videos of who's the guy, um, the other exec at OCP that is like uh, Bob's friend, the the black dude. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Like, I, I, I recognize so many guys. That I, don't, I, didn't I never know remember his name in the movie. I just know that he's the only good guy at OCP. But is like, he though? Well, that's the thing. Isn't RoboCop two? He's the I'm, one developing. I'm convinced that no one in this world or Detroit are good anymore. I think he was just friends with Bob Morton, so he was stoked when Dick Jones gets just blown out the window. But like, so in in, Ro- in RoboCop two, when, when the Ed two hundred nine kills that first executive, yeah, like everyone's just kind of like, hmm, weird. <laughs> everyone's like, pull the plug. It's, like, a, it's malfunctioning. Like screaming, that then, guy got murdered. Not only that, but it's like. Again, squib guy mastery. There were like eighty squibs. Like he gets shot Dude. for like a minute straight. Oh yeah, that was the best. Was, I loved. I loved. Help me! Help me! And I was like, Oh, get the fuck away from me! Let that guy die. Like it was so funny. Because when I was little, I remembered the Ed Two Hundred Nine so much more menacing and cool. Mm-hmm. And then I watched this time, and I'm like, they designed like a murder like crowd suppression robot that is tripped up by stairs. Yeah, I was like, stairs are its weakness. But here's what's even worse about it. Ed Talking about RoboCop's weird, like, prime directives, like, shoot the dick. Yeah. Like, someone not only made an Ed 209 giant murder robot that can't, like, traverse. So, you're like, what if it's, like, in a mountainous area and he's got to go on a rock? Like, all the Eds are just defeated because we live on the second floor of buildings. (laughs) But then, not only that, when he falls, I'm like, someone loaded a file of pigs being slaughtered into the Ed 209. He falls down the stairs and... And I'm like... Someone programmed into the Ed 209 
the sound of a pig being slaughtered and squealing. <laughs> I was like, whose job is that? Like, OCP got a lot of jobs. I would love that job at OCP. Hey, we have a giant murder robot. Can you just program animal sounds into it? I was thinking about, uh... <coughs> There's another sound effect, like, when they're prototyping it and when they shoot that guy in the first scene. There's a sound effect that he... Oh, it's the, the uh, tiger growl, the lion roar. When he's, like, trying to menace. He's like, uh, like... Un- unarm yourself and he throws the and he throws the gun and it's when it started bouncing like, like what <laughs> some guy who designed it's like dude this is gonna be fucking oh, it's awesome a, the gag guy at OCV again <laughs> it's like in case we ever raid a farm or a zoo this is gonna be the shit uh, the old gag guy in the back so fucking funny get him man. on the RoboCop so program so fucking funny here's my question to you if you're an officer would yeah. you sign the program would you sign up to be a RoboCop Oh, fuck no. That's, what? That sounds like a fucking miserable existence. To me, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like organ doning. Exactly. Wait, are you there as a cop to get yourself ahead, or are you there to fucking protect and serve? Nah, dude. If I'm you gonna, have, dude, I'm fucking if, dead. If I'm going to die in the line of duty, I don't want any. No, because what Alex Murphy's with, life hey, sucks. Hey, guess what? His life would still suck if he was just buried in a box. I want to be out dead or alive. You're coming. I want to get revenge, dude. Okay, listen. If, hey, here's if my thing. prime directive of dick shooting is on the table, then... Yes, Here's the thing. Glad You're also it. assuming that at no point in the future can RoboCop be like, I've done really well. I'd like a raise. But for that raise, like, pleasure sensors. <laughs> like, that could happen. All right. Why not? All right. I'll do it. RoboCop, what we learn, right, is that why he's more successful in Ed is because he's partially human. Like, you could still maybe go around you and know find, what? like, okay, some vices I'll give you and this. shit. If if there's a chance that deactivation was available for retirement, then yes, absolutely. I love that my idea for RoboCop. Like I I impugned your decision because I'm like, don't you want to protect the law? And then my entire yeah, logic entire was eventually like, I could be a fuck robot. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> oh, dude, I could just get laid. That'd be cool. All right. So I'm again. I'm just so your robo, not noble. Your RoboCop. Your RoboCop intentions are not pure. I, I'm not noble. I could. Ne- this is why I'm not like doing good to serve society. Like this is what I do. Like, I don't help society. At all. But I think I would sign it, dude. Yeah. If someone murdered me brutally, I like the idea of me coming back and haunting them. Chances but for like, revenge are cool. No visor. I want my disgusting face pulled so like they are. Oh yeah, and I don't want me. any any like makeup or anything because they clearly did some work on Alex Murphy's face yeah. to get rid of the bullet hole in his head. So I would be like, no, no I want my fa- like if I got like burned or something like that, I'd want that face. Yeah. Like in- I just want to haunt them. Yeah, that's fine. I love. I've always been a huge fan of uh, revenge and redemption. It's like the least productive, like, it's just horrible, horrible mindset. It is. It never works for anyone. You know, it's like the least Doctor Who kind of thing. But it's I'm true. just like, I love that idea. <laughs> if some fucking criminals murdered me like that and were blowing off my arm and hands and having their way with me. Yeah. Some guy just defeated my partner with the dick. I like, do- I'd be like, I'm coming back. All right. I'm blowing that guy's dick off. I need to ask you, point of order, uh, a, a visual question. When Dick Jones gets blown out of that window. The long arms. Why didn't they do do that? Because <laughs> they're probably like, if people have were made they, it this far with like the squealing pig robot, were they out of mo- were they just out of money and they're like, eh, just leave it. Just, here's the thing: when you saw that and Dick Jones's art, like Dick Jones turns into Jack Skellington with yeah. white hair, did it make you enjoy RoboCop less? Made me enjoy it more, actually. That's what I mean. There you go. That's what I mean. Because you knew sometimes our blemishes give us character. So it's 
It's bad. It's ridiculous. I literally think they're just like, does anyone have Play-Doh on this set? And yeah. Like, it's probably some like art intern. Do you, you want <laughs> some, art some art PA? Some art PA is like, I got some. Like, all right, fine. Just, just make a little, uh, you know. I've done that job before on a set where it's just like, can you make this? I mean, I, I can try. Yeah. And you do it and you're just like, oh my I God. I love the What the arms. fuck? And then someone's like, oh yeah, that's good. You're like, what the fuck? You idiots. Yeah, no. Who cares about the alarms? I like it. That's so great. In a movie of things it's where so like, you have to swallow a lot. It's so great, like, kitschy, yeah. kitschy stuff like that. Because, like, at that point, that was the tech. Let me ask you a point of order. Do you think it's weird that RoboCop can only move? <laughs> like, that is the scene where they all jump out and they have these military-grade weapons, yeah. right? That essentially just shoot giant fireballs. Right? Yeah. Like, everything they shoot explodes. I'm like, I think that's just a wall. Dude. Like, why the fuck is the wall exploding? But <laughs> they all turn around with these giant guns and just cannot hit RoboCop. No. You're like, this is like an eight foot tall, like, wide as a car. Okay. Giant metal thing. And he's just, I love the scene where they all turn to shoot and he's just like, oh. <laughs> and it looks like for a second he kind of does like a shuffle step. Like, I've got to speed up. <laughs> At no point did they're like. We should program in some uh, athleticism. You know what's funny? And then, in Ro- and then in RoboCop 2, he's way more agile. It's like they're like, oh, we probably shouldn't have him walk like a fucking idiot. But then in RoboCop 3, he gets defeated by the cyborg that can do martial arts. Right. Because he's literally like, freeze. And the guy jumps over him and like stabs him in the back. He's like, oh, if only I could move. Yeah. I it thought- seems weird to me. Like the Ed 209 makes perfect sense because you're like, that's a giant robot that will just annihilate everyone. Right. RoboCop not being able to like boogie you know what's funny that's weird to me At, like so when they get those guns the first time they get those guns and Boddicker is like showing them off to his friends and everything they're all like blowing up like there's there's just ex- an entire city block is exploding like and they're shooting the police are on strike right yeah. and they, but they're shooting it's not even it's because of them though and they're shooting things from like a great distance and mi- not missing and it's like a big fucking car and stuff like that and they still can't hit robocop yeah, they are worse. at least get close. Like that's, those bullets are explosive. That's worse than stormtroopers, man. Like, oh, it was horrible. That's really bad. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's some weird. Bodinger himself is such a cool villain in the movie, but he's kind of weird, right? Like when he's doing the like the greatest scene with him is they're doing the crack house raid. Yeah, right. And he's like this crazy like Joker kind of character where he's mm-hmm. like, I don't care if we die, let's fucking go. I'll burn everything down. And he makes the other criminal back down. Right. right. He's like, I'm the alpha, and you will fucking bend to my will. And I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. The very next scene, Robocop comes in and murders his friends, grabs him by the collar, and he's like, I work for Dick Jones for OCP. Don't tell me this is my secret plan. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? What a And puss. then Dick Jones, Robocop walks into his office, and he's like, I think I can defeat him. I know he records evidence that's admissible in court. Let me lay this all out for you. Yeah. you know? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, so I was like... <laughs> For Bottinger to Im- or Bottinger to immediately Bottinger. just toss up the plan, you're like, I think you should be tougher. Yeah, I, I want him to be a little crazier, right? This is the man versus machine, right? This is really great. Like the human criminal versus the. If you watch Dead Poet Society and then watch RoboCop, you see the progression of Bottinger into Bottinger. It's pretty yeah. interesting. It's true. His son shot him. His son shot himself for being in a play, and then he's like, life of crime for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. With this. <laughs> he's like i went through all that for poetry <laughs> really your life's hard kid you walk around in spandex in the snow and your life is hard that's my biggest problem with dead poet society is you're like really kid really 
because they don't they don't actively portray him as like a child who suffers right. depression and you know I do like, like the, he's not like an at risk kid. Let's put it that way. He's just like the kid who has like wow everything in your life is fucking rainbows I, and sunshine. Your dad tells you no and is maybe a little strict on you. I really do like watching. I'm gonna I, get killed for that. I really do like watching <laughs> RoboCop though. RoboCop after I watch after or before I watch any of the other things Red has been in, and you're like, oh, I see why Red became this way. Yeah, like, that's what's entertaining to me about watching RoboCop is seeing all these actors for what like because like his gang by the way is all famous actors like uh mm-hmm. uh that dude Nash is the Nash is the dad Nash from, is from Twin Peaks. Twin yeah. Peaks. He's the shit. In that. What is that guy's name? Uh, this you've stumbled upon one of my kryptonites. Like that's my weakness. That's my stairs, right? I just I can't remember people's names. It's uh Ray Wise. That's who yeah. it is. Yeah, like him, uh Paul McCrane, who is in like a really famous T V actor from ER now. Like the, he was the guy who melted. Yeah. Uh that still just haunts me. Like that melting scene is fucking awesome. It is so cool. It's so good. And it, <laughs> he just like, how do you not see the toxic waste thing? Like how do you not think something bad will happen? <laughs> Like, you remember there was a phase in the 90s, though, where, like, we were all super afraid of toxic waste. Yeah. And I remember this, like, a huge thing in the 90s was acid rain. Oh, yeah. It was, like, so scary to us. So, like, I think You're- that's one of those, like, they hit the zeitgeist in the 80s and 90s of, like, toxic. If it said toxic, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we might all. Like, now it's melt. different. Now it's always, like, nuclear yeah. or, like, biological weapon. Back in the day, all you had to do was just have that toxic, toxic sign symbol. on it. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's the scariest thing that could ever. Happen. Because immediately you thought of Paul McCrane, like getting oh. out of getting out of the vent, like, Dude. oh my god, and like his his hand is melting off. Like I was like, is that his bones? This is crazy, oh, disgusting. But see, that's the shit. When you're a kid, though, you're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be with me forever. Yeah, that sticks. Like, with I'll you. remember that movie till the day. Oh, that one for sure. That yeah, scene particularly. That movie goes for moments and iconography man like there's there are just things in that movie you're like i'll always remember i really like there's a design aesthetic i really like in the movie by the way is his um his r2d2 hand that'll plug into the central computer oh that which is a dope. fucking spike that also you're like kill yeah, you're like, where's the like connector yeah <laughs> you're like usbs don't look like that yes my, US, my, my usb is little yeah, you're like i came from the era of like floppies and shit and you're like i don't remember the giant spike era that would have been you badass. know that it's absolutely 100 percent only so that he could fucking knife Boddicker when he kills him at the end oh, which yeah. is by the way next to alex murphy the bloodiest thing because he literally they don't have to do this by the way is he stabs him in the neck you don't. You see him stab him off camera. He pulls it out, and then just this huge splash oh, of dude. blood. So You're like, good. "Wow!" You know what's nuts though is that's like that's a really cool scene that's easy to overlook. Is that's the moment when Murphy is just stomping towards him in that insanely slow ass RoboCop. Thing. Yeah, and it looks like he's wearing the metal diaper, and you're like, "Well, all right, cool." <laughs> but then it's it's this moment where you're like, "Murphy could have killed him from like the moment he rounds that corner." Oh yeah, for sure. Like what? What was he gonna do when he got up close? It was just. I think he just. Like, what do you think he does to Bodinger if he actually gets to him? Cause you're like, he could have shot him that whole time. His partner's laying over there. I think dying. he just wanted to stab him. His partner's laying there dying from taking. Because that's the thing. No one gets shot once in this movie. Right. Everyone gets shot like 15 times. He's not like I need to hurry up. He is laser eye locked on Bodinger. The scene is... And I, he's going to destroy... I, I wonder. I'm like, what do you think he would have done? The scene is edited and choreographed in a way specifically for the uh, set pieces to fe- be featured. You're like, killing the magic. I know that, but I'm saying like... What I'm saying, So though, you take the negative... I'm not killing of, the magic and trying to explain it. 
You're, I know they needed him to be under the crane so he could get drop shit. They right. could drop shit on. But I'm saying take that away and pretend that that was just like a good artistic choice. I think he. <laughs> All right, let's say let's say let's say he makes it to Boddicker. I think he picks him up by like Boddicker's like shooting at him, doesn't work. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, knocks the gun away, picks him up, and uh, gives him like some weird like one uh, like it's the last great one liner, like the cop one liner. I can't I, like I'm trying to think of the other ones he's had. He has gonna give him the long dick of the law. Maybe like a have a nice day, something like that, and then just fucking disembowels him. <laughs> I try to think of what. What would be a, a crime fitting or punishment fitting the crime? But I can't. Bodinger's a real piece of shit in this movie. He's a great villain, great gang. I don't know what I would have done, but man, I would love to have seen RoboCop get up there. I would have liked to have seen RoboCop like. Uh, do it was cool as shit what he did. Yeah. No, but it was cool. Like, I feel like he would have like oh, pulled. Maybe his... just ripped his mouth off. Oh, see, I figured he would have just taken his head and literally like pulled him and his head and his Giving spine him the out. Predator. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, oh man, I I don't know what, what else to say, man. It's just like the best. Grabbed movie. him and just said, <laughs> "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." Fine, dead, and just rips his head off. Are there people that don't like RoboCop? I'm sure there are. How the fuck could you not like this movie? Because that's the weird thing. I feel like the I feel like there's something in it for everybody. I feel like the social and political satire, and kind of the tongue and cheekness of that. Like they kind of get this as a goofy thing. Yeah. Mixed, but it's it's just I, I miss movies that look like that, right? Like there's just a real fucking grit. Like that movie when I watched it, it still felt like I was watching it on like a VHS in a way. The movie is very, yeah. to me the thing that's great about RoboCop is that it's very for being like everyone's like oh it's just a big action movie. Like it's actually pretty clever. Like it's pretty, yeah. it's very smart. But no, that's the best movies, right? Like this is why it pissed me off when everyone's like I love sharks on a, or Sharknado, and you're like. You just think you're supposed to because it sounds weird and cool. You're like, that's not fucking. No. Like, I like when someone takes the absurd and makes it really well and clever, right? right? And you're like, Sharknado doesn't do that. Sharknado's no. like just the dumb, like, they knew they'd sell the name. This is a very clever, interesting movie. With a lot of fun stuff. Because that's what I mean. Even those little scenes, right? Like RoboCop having a nightmare. RoboCop seeing his own creation, right? Yeah. As people are partying and the lady's kissing his visor. And there's, there's a lot of those weird kind of moments it's where he's coming smart. to grips with. That's what I mean, and and we're obviously probably embellishing, right? But it's like it's I don't there. Know if we are. It's there to find I it. I gotta tell you, like the coolest thing in movies is that if if to me this is my number like I don't know what your criteria are, right? The number one most important thing for me in any movie is passion. Yeah, like I want to see that the people who made this movie had like a passion, right? They had a they had an idea. They were really gonna go. There's nothing I hate more than seeing a movie where it's like. Oh well, you know it's our job to make movies, so we greenlit right. a movie, and people—it's their job to work. And on I movies. think that's this something one feels like it had something to right. say to me. I feel like that's something that gets lost in, in action movies a lot of times. People are like, "Oh, they're just making a big action movie." I'm yeah. like, when you see movies, you're like Expendables like, for sure, sure. But like <laughs> RoboCop, RoboCop felt like it was made by people who cared about the material because there was something to say at that time. Like yeah. you think about, like here's my thing: like they remade RoboCop in 2014, I mm-hmm. think. If that movie was remade now, like if it wasn't being in the process of being written and remade now, it would, I think, bear so much more social relevance. Because really, any movie about the military-industrial complex now has so much more relevance than it did in the Obama era. Because you really think about the 1980s and what it meant to make a movie about the cops being bought and paid for mm-hmm. by a corporation. That is some intense shit. Like, yeah. RoboCop's prime, like hidden prime directive is he cannot 
inc- he cannot incriminate or kill a member of the OCP corporation. Like, yeah. that is some fucking heavy shit, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, when I noticed it, I was like, fuck, I feel like this movie is perfectly relevant to today. Absolutely. Like, the absurdist news media and all this stuff. Oh, like, the, come on, man. Just everything about that movie, you're like, there's so much shit in that movie that you're like, when you look at it, through really the, watch it again. When you look at it through the lens of what we're dealing with today, mm-hmm. I was like, man, RoboCop feels like he was like the hero of the future, man. And in this future, he still works for me. That's what I was shocked with. This movie didn't lose one thing to me. No, this movie's. I actually maybe even love this movie more I think now. This movie has so much more boy. social relevance. I remember relevance. being a kid and just being like, "Holy shit! I can't believe that all this blood is splattering everywhere." Yeah. and I love that. I, like I think. It. I mean, obviously, I think that's just one of those cool decisions right. they made too. Is Oh, no one gets shot once. Everyone gets shot like 50 times. Right. That's great. I but, like it uh, way more as an adult. It works. It still works to me on every level. I love RoboCop. It's great. I would suggest anyone to go out. I, it's on Hulu. Hopefully you guys all watched it to do this talk with Hulu, us. Hulu, YouTube TV. And I'm telling Dandino we need to do RoboCop 2, RoboCop 3, and then we'll do... Not, not Prime Directives. We'll no. do Prime Directives no, as won't. its own standalone. No, we will not. I've actually watched... I think all the prime directors. I that think are you on have Amazon. too, and I'm absolutely not watching them. <laughs> I fucking love RoboCop. I love the comics where RoboCop fights aliens. Like anything, RoboCop has just always been fun to me. He's fun. It's he's, fun. He's fun. He's fun for everybody. By the it's way, it's fun with a brain. Like, I, I think love that's that. what's really important is that you can pull. There's something for everyone in a RoboCop movie, which is weird to say, but it's very true. And I think you uh, would all behoove yourselves to enjoy a RoboCop viewing. To me, it's the best. It's it's what you wish our popcorn movies were like today. I really because it still got brains, man. But I mean, I think that's what Paul Verhoeven did so well in the eighties and early nineties, mm-hmm. and that's why he was always like, really go back and watch all his movies. Like his movies are shockingly socially relevant, especially yeah. now. Like his, everyone always makes fun of it because it came out like I think it came out the same year as Independence Day. Starship Troopers is awesome. Oh, that movie's amazing. That movie is fucking incredible. Yeah. And I think it doesn't, doesn't we'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about it on this show because I, I want to do that one. Yeah. That doesn't get nearly if as much If you give love. me Prime Directives and Howard the Duck and Swamp Thing 2, we'll do a three for that one. That is not a three for three. <laughs> That's three for one. <laughs> That's since a terrible out, deal. Since you're getting out of the realm. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that deal off That's how I play Settlers of Catan. I never trade one for one. I always trade, you want my sheep? You better give me three woods. That's sheep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trading you Starship Troopers for Prime. Oh, you want an order to build some education for Starship, your Starship Starship Troopers does not settlement. Starship Troopers does not. You better give three, me th- those three movies. You equal. better give me three wheats. I'm not doing that. If the Griff colonists are giving something up, we're getting three back. First we're off, fattening ourselves off your fucking deficiencies. Absolutely not. I'm not deficient. Starship Troopers is a fucking I w- I masterpiece. I would be OCP. If you want to watch. <laughs> If you want to watch the sequel, the series, and I just a told everyone Marvel on here how to win at Settlers of Catan. Yeah, congratulations. Never trade one for one. Always three for one. Minimum two for one if it's or. There you go. You win. Yeah, and if you're Griffey, it's easy because you just bowl people over and bully them <laughs> until they get with your one. Really, if you just scream at them and make the game unbearable that they want it to be over faster, that's the way to win. That's it. pretty much <laughs> the way to win it. That's the way to win it, life, guys. From the long box sessions. Oh my god. Go out and watch Robocop. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Long box sessions. I'm Alex Dean. And I'm Jeff Green. Have a nice day. Got to alive. You're coming with us.